This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, uh, we were talking earlier this week about Chris Evans and his blunder. Captain America posted a picture of his pee-pee on social media. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, his Avengers Tower. Is that better, Jim? His Thor's hammer, I think, is what we're no, going he, with. No, well, he's not Thor. I guess so. If, if, the, if Chris Hemsworth posted an accidental uh, D-pick online, then it would be Thor's hammer. You're right, you're right. Did I almost... You don't want to say Thammer and get those letters mixed up. <laughs> uh, so you got to give this guy kudos. He had a very embarrassing weekend, and he got right back out there. Well, first of all, he used all the attention his social media accounts were getting because people heard that he posted a picture of his junk, and they just swarmed his, his Instagram account. And he used that as an opportunity to remind everyone down in the U.S. that they need to go out and vote. You know, vote. Just exercise yeah. that. Get out there and vote. I think his tweet was, now that I've got your attention, vote on November 3rd. Right. <laughs> now that you've gone to my poll, <laughs> remember to go to the polls. There's a big erection. I mean, election coming up. <laughs> uh, so he, he did that. And then he, uh, he's he gone on the talk show uh, circuit here. He uh, was. I saw them talking about this on ET Canada. He He got out there and he faced... <laughs> the music on live television. This is what he had to say about the accidental DP. Chris, <laughs> how are you feeling? I mean, you're, you're, you've used uh, this to, to get our eyes on something that is more important. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 called turning a frown upside down, Cameron. Uh, you know, it, look, it was it was uh, an interesting weekend, full of uh, lessons learned, a lot of teachable moments. Um, you know, you know, things happen. It's embarrassing. You got to roll with the punches. Uh, I will say, I have some pretty some pretty fantastic fans who really came to my support. Yes, they did. That was, that was really really nice. Well, I am one of those fans. I'm one of those fans. Oh, I'm here for the journey. <laughs> here for the journey. <laughs> I'm not here for the D picks. I'm here for the journey. Yeah. Turn that frown upside down, Jim. <laughs> there it goes. And Jim, my voice is a little rough this morning. I'm feeling a, a bit run down, and I blame you. Why is that? Because I, I've been staying up late, addicted to this TV show that you recommended. <laughs> I am in love with Cobra Kai. Right? All I want to do... Is talk to people about Cobra Kai. Yeah, I've I've only seen the first episode, but when I saw it, I was like, Taz is gonna love this. I'm sure he's probably already smashed through a bunch of episodes. I hadn't seen it, and then you hadn't seen it, and I, I'm glad you liked it. I had become disenfranchised with Karate Kid because they so many came out after the original that weren't fantastic, right? So it's like, oh, here's another Karate Kid thing. They're trying to just cash in, but they really. Nailed it. They they honor the original. Um, they my my cousin Paul started watching it and he called me. He's like, "Is this supposed to be funny? Like, is it a comedy? Are they making fun of the Karate Kid?" I don't think they are. I think they they just stuck true to the original. And any movie, any action movie, teenage action movie that came out in the eighties is going to seem cheesy today. Yeah. So it's kind of cheesy on purpose. The acting, I think, is, to the untrained eye, people might be, this acting is kind of bad. But I think it's good. It's bad on purpose to make it seem like an 80s uh, drama 
action comedy, hmm. right? Yeah, I like it's it's not it's definitely not noticeably bad. It's not Oscar winning or whatever, but it's oh. yeah. It's so good. <laughs> the yeah. plot is, if you haven't heard about uh, Cobra Kai, it's it's Johnny who is the the villain in the first Karate Kid movie. The blonde kid. The blonde kid. He gets uh, kicked in the face by Daniel San <laughs> and, and loses a tournament. And apparently, he never got over it. Yeah, he's in his fifties now. He's a total burnout, and uh, he doesn't talk to his son. <laughs> His ex-wife hates him. And yeah. To get his life back together, he decides to reopen his, his karate dojo, Cobra mm-hmm. Kai. And fun ensues from there. Yeah, I don't want to say too much more spoilers, but, you know, they could have made the easy choice and just made Danny the hero again, the yeah. kid from the original one, but it flips it on its head, and it makes it so much more interesting. It really plays with uh, the notion of heroes and villains. Sure. Because... because more people, I think, end up like Johnny than end up like Daniel LaRusso in Cobra Kai. He's got, he owns like a bunch of car dealerships. He's happy. He's successful. He's in a loving uh, marriage. You know, he's one at life. And not a lot of people feel that way. You know, you're one of the lucky ones if you do. So I think Johnny's character is so much more relatable. Oh, without a doubt. To the average person. And sometimes you hate Daniel, but in the end, he's a good guy too. So then you, you, you know, you, you're going back and forth. The two of them, they're just, it shows their human side. Mm-hmm. And you haven't, so you haven't burned through the whole thing yet? No, no, not, oh. not even close. The final episode of season two, maybe uh, some of the best action fight sequences I've ever seen on television. Really? Yeah. Because there is a fight sequence in the first episode too, and it's, Good for television, yeah. but it's not mind-blowing by any means. The other action up to that point, kind of cheesy, but the final episode of season two, hmm. you know one of my all-time favorites is the Daredevil Netflix show. The The hallway fight scene in Daredevil, the first season of Daredevil, is probably the best choreographed fight scene I've ever seen on television, on yeah. a TV show. This is up there. Wow. It rivals it. And I'll also say season two, episode six, the first five minutes of that episode of Cobra Kai, hardest I've laughed. Yeah. <laughs> watching a TV show in ages. It's very funny. And we, we talked about this earlier too, Taz, uh, when we were texting. Taz was so excited. He kept on texting me while he's watching Cobra Kai. Killer soundtrack as well. Oh, All 80s jams. The soundtrack is so good. Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> You got some great 80s songs in there. And I don't know how much Coors Banquet paid for product placement. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But Johnny sure loves crushing a stubby Coors Banquet, doesn't he? (laughs) Oh, big time, big time. Waking up on the floor just surrounded by Coors Banquet bottles. I don't know. For how messed up he gets drinking Coors Banquets. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> the number of banquets you would have to yeah. drink to get as drunk as Johnny from Cobra Kai does. My, my, one of my favorite initial character flaws from these characters that are having a rough time is when they wake up in the morning, the first thing they do is swig a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, not that it's good in real life, but it's always like a character, like, oh, at the yeah. start of the movie, he's down on his luck. First always signifies that you're having problems. Uh, somebody's complaining, hey guys, easy with the Cobra Kai spoilers. We haven't really given any spoilers. Yet, but I will say I'm gonna give a, a minor. Sp- uh, it's- <laughs> Why? 
Well, I just because I have a story about one of the actors. I've met one of the actors in Cobra Kai. Really? Yeah. Huh. You don't know this either, Jim. Are you cool with me telling the story? Yeah, yeah. As long as it's not like a major spoiler. Okay. Um, you know the bad guy in the original Karate Kid movie? The old sensei with the sleeveless thing? Crease. Yeah. Yeah. Crease. He's the he's the he's got the best evil face. I think possibly in the history of movies. Looks real mean. Just angry, mad. Um, he may return to the fold in Cobra Kai. Maybe. Bit of a, bit of a spoiler. Bit of a spoiler. Whatever. I already saw a screenshot and I already Yeah, knew. exactly. He's yeah. on the, put him on the Netflix little square when you're picking the show. I He's, think that's where I saw it. A yeah, picture yeah. of him is on there. So yeah. get mad at Netflix for spoiling it. I met that guy. I, I watched a movie with him. I sat next to him for an entire movie. What? What movie? Um, our buddy Cody Hackman, uh, who is a incredible martial artist. He, he has worked with big Hollywood celebrities. I yeah. think he actually worked with Will Smith's son. And Will Smith is one of the producers of this Cobra Kai thing, too. Did well, you they, notice they that? They did, though, Karate Kid with Will Smith's kid. Will Smith's kid, yeah. But Cody Hackman, I think, worked with Will Smith's kid helping him train for that movie cool. on The Karate Kid. And then Cody got a starring role in his own movie. He's from London, Ontario. And uh, Cody invited us to the premiere. And the guy who plays Crease, the bad guy from Karate Kid, was in this movie. Huh. And he was at the premiere. And I ended up sitting next to him. It was so weird. Were you scared? <laughs> kind of. Well, I was... <laughs> I just didn't want it to be awkward, right? Because I got to my seat, I got to the row, and I started walking down, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm sitting right next to the guy from Karate Kid, the bad sensei. <laughs> so I, you had to say hi. I mean, you don't want it to be weird. It's like, hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. A big fan of... Did you uh, bow? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, sensei. Uh, but, yeah, he was, he was a nice guy. He was a movie star, but he was a nice guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he does. He just has the scariest evil face. Resting jerk face. Resting jerk face. He's so great at that, giving that that eye, like the yeah. squinty look into the camera that makes you makes the hair on your arm stand up. You're like, what did I do wrong here? <laughs> Please don't hit me, sensei. <laughs> Anyways, I met that guy. Watch That's the movie cool. with him. Yeah. Hmm. I would love to meet that Mr. Miyagi guy. I think he passed away recently, actually, the guy who played Mr. Pat Miyagi. Marita, but he was yeah, a legend. he passed away. He was great. So you're more of a Miyagi-Do kind of guy. Absolutely. If you're going to join a, a dojo, you wouldn't join Cobra Kai? I mean, I look like I belong in Cobra Kai. kind of looked like Johnny when I was in high school. But right. um, no, I love the humble the humble beginnings, the wax on, you know, all that stuff. You're not going to strike first, Jim. Never, never. <laughs> this show's so good. Oh, sports, huh? <laughs> How about sports? Did you see that football game that the Toronto Blue Jays lost last night? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see the score either. 20 to 6. What? That was the final oh score of yesterday's God. Jays game. Wow. Uh, They've did, had a real up and down season here. Did I dream that? I thought I saw that before I went to bed last night. 20 to 6. Yes, the New York Yankees 20. Oh my God. The Toronto Blue Jays 6. That's a football game score. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Common. That's crazy. 
Oh, wow. Uh, uh, St. Louis, uh, Milwaukee was 18 3 2. There's a lot of high scoring games last Some night. Big numbers. Holy cow. I usually say, okay, Blue Jays, but that's not okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Blue Jays. <laughs> 20 2 6. <laughs> Good thing this season doesn't count, right? Yeah, Same it's COVID season. Whatever. It's the COVID season. Yeah. Asterix. Whatevs. The Islanders hanging on. They're playing some good hockey, man. I'd, yeah. You know, I'd like to see them give uh, Tampa a run for their money here. Who's it going to be? We know that our, our friend Corey Perry and the Dallas Stars are moving on to the Stanley Cup final, which is huge. Pretty exciting for Paris after the, the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup win he had with the Ducks. He's basically won everything you can win mm-hmm. in the game of hockey. And uh, and now he's he's going for another cup with <laughs> with his retirement team. Like, you know, he went over to, to Dallas. It's like, okay, I'll play a couple more years with this team, whatever, make some more money. <laughs> Could have been the Leafs. Yeah. And now, uh, now it looks like he might win a Stanley Cup. I was talking to uh, Bobo, his uncle, yesterday. Did you know Bobo was Corey Perry's uncle? Yep. Yeah, our friend Bobo, who works with uh, Hockey Canada and the London Knights. And uh, he said that he's, he's been in contact with him, text message, but, you know, you don't really want to bug the guys in the bubble. And they, they got their, their minds set on their prize. But if, uh, if he hears from... Corey, he's going to let us know how he's doing. Mm-hmm. And and he's going to try, when they win the Stanley Cup, he's going to try to get them on the show afterwards. Either way, I want to be at that parade. Absolutely. Um, basketball, last night, blowout in the NBA gym. Yeah, uh, Denver Nuggets came back from a three, trailing the series against the Clippers, 3-1. Kawhi, Paul George. And uh, they won last night, blew him away. And this Jamal Murray guy, me and my me and my barber yesterday, Taz, were having a heck of a talk about this Jamal Murray guy. He's from Kitchener. Yeah. He put up 40 points last night, more than Kawhi and Paul George combined. I think he put up 50 points in two separate games this this playoff run already. This guy is the, the, the future of the league. That's great. Jamal Murray, big kudos to him. He's playing lights out right now. And one thing's for sure. You know Waterloo is going to try and take credit. <laughs> of course. Everyone from Kitchener, Waterloo tries to glom on and take credit for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you know he's from here? He's not from there, Waterloo. He's from Kitchener. No, his his sister went to university here. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Raptors aren't going to be there, but it's nice to have a little Canadian uh, content mm-hmm. still playing in the league for that championship. It's time for night noises. <laughs> this is, uh, we were inspired by the weird noises Jim's been making while he's asleep. His girlfriend Sarah recorded him, and we said, hey, if anyone else is in the same situation where someone in your household is making weird noises, talking, screaming, doing whatever while they're asleep, and you can record it, send us the audio. We'll play it on the air. And we got a uh, message from Jay Cudney, one of our listeners. He he joins us on the phone. Hey, Jay. Hi, how you doing? So you already had this. This was a video. Did your wife or girlfriend take it? Uh, my wife did. Yeah, so you're making these weird noises at night, and she decided to film you. Yeah, like she recorded it. I had done it a couple times before that. So she was she knew I 
had done it. So when she heard me doing this again, she got the phone out and recorded it. And did you believe it at first? Were you like, I'm not making weird noises when I sleep? No, I did because I've had it wake. I've woke myself up before doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Without further ado, let's hear uh, Jay's night noises. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a dying animal. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's like a creaky door or something. <laughs> Get some WD-40 for that. Uh, Taz, I was able to make a remix. Did you find some? I was inspired just last minute. Okay, look, first let's get the story from Jay. Because okay. you say you kind of are aware you're making these noises. Do you know what you're you're trying to communicate when you're doing yeah, like, <laughs> Exactly. Usually it's I, I'm fighting something in my dream. Or I'm trying to get somebody's attention. And in my dream I'm trying to say whatever it is, like help or whatever I'm trying to say. But the words don't come out right in my dream. I can hear myself trying to say it. So I, in my dream, in my dream, I'm telling myself, "Say it right, like slow down and say it loud." Oh, it's so like, weird. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. It's like when you're trying to throw a punch in a dream and it just won't, like it's so soft, it just doesn't work. Right. Like right. When you try to say words, sometimes. You're, exactly. So I do that with my voice, and then I I try so hard that eventually I wake myself up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I was doing it again. I thought maybe you're dreaming that you were sloth from the Goonies. It sounds like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> was that a sober sleep? Yeah. That, so you didn't have any any uh, alcohol before you went to bed, no marijuana, nothing like that. That's just that your is, brain is, doing yep. weird stuff while you're asleep. Yep, it's exactly it. It's, it's just totally a normal sleep. It just depends on what I dreamt about. But yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing it with us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big fan of night noises here on the yeah. Taz and Jim show. And a big, fa- big fan of remixes. Are you ready for your <laughs> yeah. remix here, uh, Jay? Yeah. Oh, for sure. This is a remix uh, of of the noises that Jay makes when he sleeps and is trying to yell for help in his dreams. That's it. Are you sure you're not dreaming? You you joined Led Zeppelin? (laughs) I might have been. I wish. Oh, I don't know what would be creepier if in your sleep you actually were yelling, help me, or... You, you trying to yell help me and instead the, that terrifying gibberish coming out. <laughs> yeah. Ask my wife. <laughs> help me. Yeah. Help well, me. I've tried to say her name before too. 
and she's she's caught that. What's it sound like? Linda. <laughs> I'm trying to say Linda. Yeah, I, I, I heard Linda there. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad, but yeah, that's happened before too. Poor Linda. Yeah. <laughs> she's got to sleep next to this guy. Jim, you like to have a cocktail every once in a while, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. You enjoy some uh, some restaurant food as well? Yeah, yeah. I like I like trying new things. Well, a couple of uh, chain restaurants are getting into the booze business here. Uh, let's start with Red Lobster. They have announced they are going to release the Mountain Dew Margarita. Throwing <laughs> that one on the menu. At Red Lobster. They're calling it the Dew Garita. <laughs> Sorry, did you say douche garita? Do Garita. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> Although it, it would look a little douchey. <laughs> Your name has to be Kyle when you drink it, or Chad. It's a uh, fluorescent green looking, yeah, looks like Mountain Dew. Hmm. I, I, do you think James Bond is going to start ordering those instead of his, <laughs> his usual? I doubt it, but it might, you know what, it might actually be kind of good. I'm thinking about it. I'll take a do garita. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. I'm sorry, a what? A do-garita. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? The name's Bond. Chad Bond. <laughs> Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so Mountain Dew Margarita coming to Red Lobster. And uh, you may have seen this. Taco Bell has released its first custom wine called Jalapeno Noir. Oh, <laughs> that's a great name. It is a good name. Wow. That. That's a great date night, too. Jalapeno Noir. <laughs> it depends. Do you really want to be eating Taco Bell before you go to the bedroom? Committed relationship date night. Sure. I would recommend, yeah. They say the uh, the wine has notes of wild strawberry, cherry, <laughs> beetroot, and sweet chili heat Doritos. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they wrap every bottle in a uh, in a Dorito tortilla. Yeah, so classy. He can come home from Taco Bell now with with orange fingers and red teeth. <laughs> Uh, only in Taco Bell Canada, actually. So I don't know if if you've been able to get your hands on a bottle or if anyone's tried the Taco Bell Jalapeno Noir wine, but 25 bucks is what it'll cost you when you stop in for your, your hmm. tacos and your that's fries. A, are you saying that's fries? a combo or just the wine alone? 25 bucks for just the bottle of okay. wine. Hmm. Okay. A little pricey for Taco Bell wine. Like, it should be $4. You'd think so. <laughs> Taco Bell wine. So if you had the tacos on there, it'll cost you $27 for a full meal, Jim. Is that <laughs> yeah, all right with that's you? better. There was a time, Jim, where I just could live vicariously through you. Mm-hmm. You know, Taz, the married guy. He had his, his single buddy, Jim, who was out on the bar scene, <laughs> meeting new babes every weekend. I'd get to hear these awesome stories. But now, you're uh, shacked up with your girlfriend, Sarah, Mm -hmm. so we have to go, like, one more rung down the ladder, and now you and I both have to live vicariously through your single buddies. Yeah. (laughs) It's a real game of telephone. By the time it gets to Taz, things are really out of control. Yeah. Usually for the better. I think you spice (laughs) things up just for my entertainment. (laughs) But uh, you are telling us last week about one of your pals who was on Tinder matched with a a woman that he was obviously interested in. Yeah. And then found out that she's married. 
says that her husband is cool with her dating other guys as she's in a complete open relationship. Her husband has a girlfriend. And he was on the fence whether or not he was going to pursue this. We need an update. Dish, dish, dish. <laughs> oh, buddy. Well, I was hoping for more. I, I text him and say, hey, man, how'd the date with the married girl go? Which is a weird thing to send in the first place. <laughs> and, he, and he said, ha ha, well, we were going to hang out on Saturday. And then she said she wanted to do Sunday instead. So I said I was busy. We'll see what happens this week. I'm sorry, I can't do Saturday. Me and my husband have a lot of work to do around the house. <laughs> we gotta go to Home Depot and go look at some cabinets. Oh, oh sorry, I'm visiting my in-laws on Saturday <laughs> with my husband. Maybe Bed Bath and Beyond. I don't know if we'll have time. I don't know if we'll have time. Sounds like a sweet little Saturday. Nice little Saturday. Nice little Saturday. <laughs> And Sunday, it seems like sacrilegious almost to be like doing this on a Sunday. Yeah, you, you want to go out, you know, go to church with your husband and then meet me meet at the Starbucks. <laughs> but he's he's decided that he is willing to give it a shot. Oh, he's going for it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm skeptical about the whole situation. I don't know how... How this can end up being a long-term thing for your pal, but uh, who knows? Uh, phones are ringing here. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, how are you this morning? Good. You in an open relationship? Hell no. My wife would set me on fire. <laughs> uh, but I do I do have a quick story. My friend, uh, her sister and her husband were in a relationship, an open relationship. They had three kids, and they had a girlfriend and a boyfriend on the side. And the husband wanted to call it quits and say, listen, I'm over this. And uh, she ended up falling for the guy that she was sleeping with on the side, divorced him, took the three kids, and now she's married to him. Oh, he wanted to say, let's close the relationship back up. And she's like, no way. Yes, sir. And she's like, no way. I'm out. If you're saying that, then I'm out of here. She left him, took the kids, and married the boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Not good, man. Not good. That's, see, that's how I envision things working out the majority of the time. Not gonna end well. I mean, like for Jim's buddy, give her, but uh, <laughs> no, then he's gonna end up with three kids. Yeah, dude, as long as you're okay raising someone else's children, go for it. <laughs> no, he's just got, he's just gotta know when, like, if she's starting to get a little bit too attached, he's gotta get out of there. He Pull the shoot. Yeah. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. What's up? Hey, you guys are talking about open marriages. Yeah, you got one? No, God, no. I, uh, I <laughs> that's the response. Everyone that's called, we're looking for someone with an open relationship. Everyone we asked, they're like, geez, no way. I dated a girl that was in one, though. Did you? So you were the yeah. other man. I was the other dude. And how'd that work out? Not well. Uh, tell your buddy he won't, he won't be having any sex because he'll be talking too much. You became a psychiatrist for this woman. Oh, trying no, to... it's like... Communication is so part of the poly lifestyle. So if the other, if the husband feels that any jealousy, any kind of emotion, the three of us had to talk about it. So like, I want nothing to do with this other guy, and it probably your buddy doesn't either, Jim. But you just want to date the chick, but you also mm. have to date the guy emotionally. Uh. You're not just dating one person. You're having sex with one person, maybe you're dating two people, if not more, if there's more people in that quote unquote marriage. Uh, sounds delightful. It's awful. <laughs> Would you do it again? God, no. <laughs> Let us know, Jim. Let us know how this goes. We'll see. We'll I'm see. curious. Living vicariously. 
One step down the ladder here, single buddies. <laughs> I gotta be honest, the more we talk about this, the more it sounds like a bad idea, Taz. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.